What what would you say you do here? I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand that? What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> We have returned. Yes, we have. We are back in Cheeky Studios, a.k.a. The Nook. Yes. For historical context, it is Sunday, May 2nd, 2021. We're in May, everybody. We're getting closer to May Long. Yes. Think about May Long. Do you have good memories? I hope so. Um, I don't know. I mean, May Long isn't like... It, that's not like an emotional... Holiday. No, it's, well, it's usually pretty nice out, and everyone has like the long weekend. It's kind of like the first long weekend of the summer, kind of or spring summer, yeah, so, yeah, where people like you know go to the beach or do whatever or go away and totes, you know, kind Th- of helpful. Thanks for coming back, cheeky familia, bienvenido. Um, bienvenido. I, I, I here at the airport. I'm learning. I am like my Spanish uh, education is definitely progressing. Uh, feeling pretty good about it. I actually, I get these like weekly analytics emails from Duolingo. And on average, I spend three hours a week learning Spanish. Good for you, baby. Yeah, not bad. That's kind of like, that's like the same as a course, basically. Yeah. I am getting educated. Yes. Uh, and I'm actually, I don't know why I'm doing this like while we're recording, but I am checking to see if we have any emails uh, in the podcast uh, email uh, account, which I doubt. Please and... hit, hit the button. Okay. You're, you're like hovering over it. Yeah. Nope. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> uh, still nothing. It's uh, all right. Yeah. Totally fine. <laughs> Not bothered at all. Uh, it'll be all right, babe. It's going to be all right. Yeah, how are you doing? Um, I am good. I am I'm doing well. It's It's been a busy weekend. Mm-hmm. It's been a... It's been a busy weekend. It's been a busy week, um, but uh, I'm I'm getting my little moments of of kind of chilling out, mm-hmm. and I just like it's like yeah. I like I've, I've listened to a couple good podcasts. I mean, we don't really talk. Actually, this wasn't going to be my check in, and it isn't. But we don't talk about the podcasts we like necessarily. Okay. Uh, and I mean, one of like. My, like, gun to my head, my favorite, which, and this is one of, like, this isn't, like, a niche, like, mm-hmm. underground podcast. The Tim Dillon podcast mm-hmm. is funny. Mm-hmm. Not for everyone, okay. uh, but he, I think he has, like, 500,000 listeners. Like, mm-hmm. he's pretty big, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I think it's funny. It's real Again, it's not for everyone. Check it out if you feel like it or don't. It makes no difference to me, uh, but I'm always, I'm always happy to see that. Uh, that comes out. I think technically it comes out on Saturdays, but it's like Saturday at like 11 p.m. So it's like Sundays for me. Okay. Okay. Um, so I was listening to that today. Uh, but what like what officially my check in is about is a couple things that are related. I I have officially gotten my CSO designation, but like provisional. So it's like you're like kind of like a you're like still kind of a young gun. Yeah. And you still got to learn some shit, which is true. Fair enough. But mm-hmm. You know, I passed, I passed these tests and then I got a bunch of references and I paid hundreds of dollars and uh, I'm a CSO provisional. I think in like, in like a month, I'll probably get something in the mail. Okay. Uh, and so, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that that process is done. Um, 
And the timing, the timing is interesting because I think, you know, a few days ago I got the email and, uh, and then also on April 28th, which was like four or five days ago, Mm -hmm. that was, um, the Canadian workers Memorial day. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not something that's talked about too, too much outside of construction, Mm -hmm. I would say, uh, it is for all workers. And um, it 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 started. I think it was launched in Canada, like in the 30s or the 40s. Mm-hmm. And um, it is to remember workers who die on the job. Totally, they should have their day. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it happens. It mm-hmm. happens. You know, most. I, I would say most of the deaths of workers would happen in like construction or oil and gas and forestry where there's a little bit more kind of immediate mining mm. um, and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it also, it, it, it can happen anywhere. Yeah. You know, everywhere, anywhere workers get together is a workplace and there are dangers and different stuff. And, mm. you know, something I, I often think about, you know, it's my job to think about worker safety mm-hmm. and, you know, I, it's, it seems obvious, but it's like we don't. Uh, before the pandemic, the word PPE wasn't in everyone's mind. Yeah, where, where it was was probably in healthcare and construction. Yeah, and you know something I, I've talked about um, just at work and like maybe on the podcast before is how actually the construction industry almost would have been one of the easiest industries to introduce like, you know, mask policies and stuff because we already had PPE policy put in place for hard hats, steel toed boots, um, respiratory protection for other reasons, gloves, you know, a fuck ton of rules about safety and PPE. And, and that's because it's dangerous, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not always dangerous. It really depends on, on the site and the day and what's going on. But, mm. you know, it's, it, you know, the, it's not every job where you are, where like your workplace is so dangerous. Mm. There are laws that, well, laws, regulations, and policies that need to be enforced mm-hmm. for you to wear like kind of armor in mm. a sense, like, you know, you, you don't always, you know, if, if you were, if I said the term hostile environment, you'd maybe think about like a prison yard. You mm-hmm. wouldn't think of a construction site necessarily, mm-hmm. but the more I learn about it, um, the more I learn about safety and, and hazard assessments and, and the different dangers, the more, the more, I, you know, I I really think to myself, like, wow, it's like this workplace that so many people go to and is very necessary, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, before, before you can live in your, in your little townhouse community, that's a construction site where accidents can happen, where someone can fall and get impaled by rebar, someone can get crushed by heavy equipment, um, Someone can just trip and 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 get an injury that maybe doesn't kill you, but it can impede you for the rest of your life. You know, mm-hmm. people, there's all different kinds of stuff. And 
it's it's just it's you know it actually is quite interesting mm -hmm. um when you know people people might look down on construction workers and and think you know they're just like sexist dudes who just drink beer and watch hockey and swear and get dirty and like fuck around and catcall chicks and that all might be true mm -hmm. but they're also working in an environment in a workplace that could make you partially deaf mm -hmm. right they're working in a workplace where your lungs can be damaged irreparably mm -hmm. um and and that's why there are CSOs. That's why there are safety rules. You know, that's why there is PPE. And, you know, I take it pretty seriously every day because that's my job. Mm -hmm. But not everyone else does all the time. And you can't necessarily be hyper aware of safety absolutely all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the Workers Memorial Day is a good time to kind of remind people that like there is danger out there and that's why we have certain rules and equipment mm. and policies that may seem annoying mm. uh but when you apply that to a population of workers that is a million people that's where those policies really matter because there are one in a million accidents and you don't want to be that one in a million mm -hmm. you know um and and also it's never it's never well i mean pandemic aside it's never been a safer time to to be in a workplace right we've never i mean well in canada especially in bc we've never had more 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 rules more more buy-in from companies mm -hmm. more enforcement that is all there to protect workers and also protect companies right yeah. because like companies aren't companies like big companies where you don't know everybody, they're not going to always want to follow all the safety rules to the letter. It mm -hmm. has to it has to hit them in the bottom line. It has to cost them money. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, that's a whole other kind of maybe conversation. And if we want to get into the history of the work, work safe BC and, and all that. Um, but anyway, uh, that was my check in talking about Workers Memorial Day. That's April 28th every year. And um Is it a stat? No, hell no. Well not stop. Like, I mean you guys don't get nothing for it. Uh I mean like I do so about once a week I'll do depending on how many people are on site, you know, I'll do a, a safety meeting, toolbox talk. Mm -hmm. And you know, generally that's what the topic would be um for that week. Mm -hmm. Uh this this and I do them on Fridays. This last Friday there was like nobody on site. There was like no one to yeah. have the meeting for. But you know, what's interesting is I I did talk to a uh oh that reminds me. Awesome. Um I did talk to uh, a worker who is I'd say like maybe late 40s, mm -hmm. 50. Um, and he has silicosis. Uh, so people outside of construction won't really know what silicosis is. Uh, silicone in the body? Well, so, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's definitely, you could call it like a cousin of asbestosis. Yeah. Um, so asbestos or, or silica, totally, they're different materials, but they're, they're substances that are part of some building 
materials mm-hmm. that are are very useful and helpful mm-hmm. uh, in industrial and building applications, but uh, if you inhale them, mm-hmm. they they go into your lungs and they damage parts of your lungs and they they scar them over mm-hmm. um, and can do irreparable irreparable damage depending on how much you're exposed to. Yeah. Right. So the guy I talked to um, is uh, works in shotcrete shoring, um, which is kind of a, a sometimes a looked down on uh, sub trade. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of kind of roughneck mm-hmm. people, uh, immigrants, mm-hmm. uh, not not traditionally educated, but. But often, man, they make more than most educated people. I'll tell you that. Like, there's money to make in construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also hard work and there are risks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things this guy was telling me, is like, yeah, you know, like, I have to carry around an inhaler now uh, because he has, he has silicosis. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was spraying um, concrete, mm-hmm. shotcrete. And there is silica in the air when you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but this was before we had the regulations and the... Mm-hmm. And the studies and the stati- and the statistics. Yeah, uh, I mean, eh, silicosis didn't stop the guy from uh, keeping on uh, smoking cigarettes, you know. So I mean, it kind of is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it's uh, and I, I wouldn't have known that if he if he didn't talk about it. Um, and there's you know there's infinity little stories like that about people who have. You know, tinnitus ringing in their ears because they didn't use hearing protection. People have silicosis um, or, or, or physical injuries from repetitive stress. Mm-hmm. The list goes on. I mean, I've got I've got chronic back pain from my earlier uh, construction career. So, yeah, shit happens. And I think uh, it's important to remember that at least once a year. <laughs> OK, sounds good. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, work's been good. Everything's been good. Just been kind of taking my time slowly getting my, you know, routine and schedule together. Because, you mm-hmm. know, I'm kind of building that up. So I feel like I'm kind of working my baby steps into getting like a good yeah. routine. I don't want to overshock myself or over, you know, over overcommit myself yeah. and thinking, I'm going to do this. And it's yeah. like, okay, let's take baby steps. So, totally. you know, even just consistently, like, you know, going to the gym for a couple of days, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I, I do like that. And like, you know, having like pre-planned like things to take to work for lunch and stuff. Cause like I do get snacky and stuff, but then also too, like, I don't want to like waste food. Right. So mm-hmm. I have to like really think about, you know, but, um, yeah, I've been okay. So far, so good, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm always tired. Always tired. I think it's just because also, too, like, I think it hit me, especially last night and this morning, where I'm like, I need another day. I yeah. need another day. Every like, weekend. Every weekend. But we not even say, every weekend, I don't yeah. think. I think it's, like, maybe twice a week. I need twice every month. I need an extra day. A three-day weekend. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just need... Yeah, because I almost feel like also, too, like you don't realize, like you go to sleep, you wake up, you, you know, put around, you do what you got to do. Or like if it's a busy day and you're running around doing stuff, you yeah. realize like you'll, you know, come out of doing something and be like, holy fuck, it's already five o'clock. Fuck, I'm not yeah. going to get home till like seven, seven thirty. And then you get home, you're like, OK, like it's seven thirty in the evening now. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. 
So I'm waiting for the day where I just magically work four 10 hour days and I have a three day week. I would not mind that. I would not, not mind at that. all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and then I'm also going to be starting a book. Um, I was starting another book that was kind of okay, but it didn't really grasp me. So I might not even finish it, to be honest. I do that sometimes. Okay. I give it a chapter or two and then I'm just like, sure. Mm. Hi. Um, but this one actually I grabbed from the library is by Dr. Ben Lynch. And it's called Dirty Jeans. And it's um, about basically going through your going through different ways to figure out like why your body is the way it is and why you have different allergies or inflammation. Um, health. Talking about health. It's basically just talking about health. I'll read you a bit out of it here. An folks. excerpt. An excerpt. See, I always I always didn't know if the word was excerpt and like the P was kind of silent uh-huh. or it was excerpt or excerpt and the T is silent. Uh-huh. Do you know? Not. I should. That's a thing I should know. Yeah, I thought you would know that. I, I'll, I'll look into it. Okay. Okay, cool. I'll leave you an excerpt. Um. <laughs> Oh, God, I don't know. I'm so, I'm dying. I'll read you a bit. I'll read you a piece here, all right? All right, so after suffering years with unexplained health issues, Dr. Ben Lynch discovered the root cause, dirty genes. Genes can be born dirty or merely act dirty in response to your environment, diet, or lifestyle, causing lifelong, life-threatening, and chronic health problems, including cardiovascular disease, autoimmune disorders, anxiety, depression, digestive issues, obesity, cancer, and diabetes. So it's basically kind of... Yeah, like it's him kind of going through different. Well, you know what? Here, let me finish my excerpt here. Let me just finish the whole shit here. Okay. Okay. Please do. Based on his own experience in successfully helping thousands of clients, Dr. Lynch shows you how to identify and optimize both types of dirty genes by cleaning them with up, cleaning, sorry, cleaning them up with targeted and personalized plans, including healthy eating, good sleep, stress relief, environmental detox, and other holistic and natural means. So I don't know. Like, I was kind of like, it's a thick one. It's like, what, like almost 400 pages? Okay. Yeah. 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 It's about it's about 375. Yeah, but also, like, I'm seeing, like, the, that's pretty liberal spacing yeah. and print and size. There's also, there's also, like, recipes for, like, oatmeal in here, your clean gene recipes. So this could be, honestly, more of, like, a, like kind of a self-help book for sure, DIY type like thing. Self-health. Self-health. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let me read about that. Um, I was thinking about even because I was even looking at the way because like you always push me to eat. Well, not push me to eat, but like push me to eat like oh, so no, I have energy no. and shit like that throughout the day. And I was thinking I'm so used to like eating, like going through some days without eating until like late later yeah, on through the day like that dinner, it's kind of like. Ish. Am I just fasting now? Like, should I just actually like look into like what exactly I do and if it's comfortable for me and if yeah. tweaking that and having it be more of like a routine or strict would make me feel better or make like, you know, like different things. So I don't know that it needs to be strict, but yeah, I mean, you're talking about intermittent fasting. Yeah. Cause I feel like I already do that because I don't like, like even today, like I don't get up and eat right away. Like I mm-hmm. usually get up, make my coffee, maybe have like a tea. And then I'll maybe eat, like, if I have snacks, I'll have, like, some fruit or whatever at, like, maybe, like, 9, 30, 10 o'clock when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. And then I'll probably have lunch at probably around, like, maybe 2, 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, <clears throat> the the annoying, you, like, there isn't, health isn't, like, a one-size-fits-all thing. Uh, I mean, there's, I've read some books on, on health and diet, you know, being, being an obsessive health nut. And... Uh, I bet there's a lot of helpful information in that book. Uh, 
the caveat is, and this is something actually I, I talked about with a different friend is, you know, it's the health industry is a, is a multi-billion dollar industry yeah. and it's kind it, and, and it's also very helpful. Um, but it's, Part of it is also built on people who are convinced there's something wrong with them. And in many cases, that's true, yeah. right? If you have chronic pain, yeah, that's an issue. Like, you know, if you have insomnia, that's an issue. Yeah. Um, and But then sometimes uh, I think it can kind of rope in hypochondriacs. And like, that's not you. I'm not mm. saying that's you at all. Um, you know, if you if you feel like you're tired every day like mm -hmm. yeah that's something to address and you're doing i think you're doing the right thing looking into it but it but yeah. you know but it's i don't know no, there's no no one book or one person has all the answers mm -hmm. and 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 it's you know it's kind of a lifelong pursuit uh, yeah like i just like books for certain like certain books for information like you know the book that i read i totally blanked on the title which sucks but the book that i read about the birth of the birth control pill and how I think that it was just the birth to... of the pill yeah yeah i think that was, that the, was title. the title um, that was a really interesting book because it did go about like how it came to the science of it, all of that. And that's kind of more like my kind of speed. I'm like, kind of like knowing like, Oh, like how did that happen? Or like, how does mm -hmm. that affect us now? Or yeah. like whatever. So this, I don't know what this book will be like. It seems like when I opened it, I did see a couple of recipes and I'm like, Ooh, I don't do well with books that give me recipes. Like I just rather have like the info, the info, yeah. like, no, I no, want, like, you know, also like the thing is, is like, you're, you like, you almost kind of have a personal chef at this point, me. Excuse uh, me, I can cook as well. How dare you? No, 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 no. Of course you can. Uh, I'm just saying that, like, the, the, the books with the recipes are often f for people who didn't get enough information on what a healthy recipe even, like, looks like. Yeah. You know, like, there's... I mean, I don't necessarily think this is that common anymore, but they're like, you know, there just used to be people who were like, yeah, yeah, I just drink Coke every day. Like, what's the big deal? It's a drink, yeah. you know, not really thinking about, hey, how much sugar is in that? Maybe have a Coke Zero. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, you start with Coke, move on to Coke Zero. We try to yeah. push you off the bridge yeah. here. Then you move down to sweet tea. That's and right. Then sweet tea, and then eventually you drink water. Oh my god! And if you ever get the fucking southern sweet tea, yeah. shit, you might as well just have a Coke. Well, I remember actually, I went to me and my dad. Kill you. Me and my dad uh, went to Las Vegas of all places, which is mm -hmm. very strange. I mean, I think I was like eleven. He, I think he just got a cheap plane ticket. And it was spring break. Yeah. And and we got there and I got an iced tea. Yeah. And I was like, this is just cold tea. Like, where's the sugar? This just tastes like cold tea. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> my dad was like, yeah, this is America. They just have cold tea. Yeah. And, you know, that was that was back when I was a child, you know, getting high on sugar. Oh, my God. No, no. Like, some, oh, my God. Like, when you go somewhere and ask for a sweet tea... Yeah. They will give you a well, I mean, iced tea yeah. and then they'll be like, okay, you want a sweet tea? Cool. Let me give you like 16 packs of fucking Splenda. Boom. Like, well, not Splenda. Oh, sugar, sugar. Like, oh, God. It's so sweet, but it's so fun. And it's like, well, bright, and it has that brown sugary taste to it, like the molasses y yes. taste. That's the shit. Sure. And, and, you know, unfortunately, we have a bit of a. a there's, I mean, there, there, there are various health crises happening, mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's not, we, and not everybody knows what information to trust, to follow, 
Uh, there isn't necessarily one perfect diet there, you know, because it also depends on how active you are. And, you know, and, and again, you know, there's, there's plenty of like wanky liberal hipster articles talking about how like your, your healthy veganism is like, you know, colonizing and denying like people of color, colors, heritage food, yada, 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 like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can fucking just eat an acai bowl every day. Like you elitist piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. Um, people, you know, do need to, in a lot of cases, figure out what works for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that that probably is what that book is about. I mean, you know me, the shit I preach, which like I do think basically works for everybody is Drink enough water, get enough sleep, um, eat minimally processed food where you actually look at it like you know what it is. Like a banana, an avocado, a chicken breast, whatever. But you also take everything too far. I do take everything too far. um, And somehow I still manage to find a loving partner uh, who accepts my neuroses and neuroticisms. And I'm very grateful for that. Uh, And then, uh, but also... um, I I believe strongly in health, uh, and I, you know what? Hey, wait a minute. This is your check-in. I'm talking too much. No, no, it's okay. But yeah, like I just kind of was more like, okay, let me read. Like, because I, I do like books for like information like that. Yes. So I was like, okay, like that that one was available. So I was like, okay, let me go grab it. So I'm interested to start that and see what's up and. Maybe get back to my, you know, reading and stuff because it's getting nice out. And I mean, to be honest, like, there's nothing really on. Like, we don't watch, we don't have cable or anything. Netflix is kind of boring. There's nothing on, like, the internet that's really good enough or in the news is going to be like, wow, that really, like, well, shocks me now or really makes me, like, stop and be like, I'm going to give this a real sit for 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. So I'm like, all right. No, I mean, back you know. Back to books. It's funny because, like, even even now, I'll, I'll have a bit of downtime, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, like I could just I could put something on," but a lot of it just isn't stimulating enough. And I don't think, and you know, on the one hand, you could say, "Oh, like there's nothing good out there on TV," mm-hmm. but maybe that's not it. Like maybe you're maybe we're overstimulated. No, I don't think so. Well, no, sure. But may- maybe it's maybe sometimes I think it's possible we're having like a shift where uh-huh. it's just like, you know, I'd rather do something that's honestly just more interesting, yeah. you know, that isn't like entertainment is great. Uh-huh. Entertainment is awesome. I love shutting off my brain and mm-hmm. chilling the fuck out. I don't do that enough. Yes. Um, but then sometimes you can you can do something a little bit better than just being entertained. Mm-hmm. You know, I think being truly interested and stimulated mm-hmm. and and looking at something and taking in mm-hmm. new helpful information, mm-hmm. I think that's important. And, oh, and, yeah. and, you know, finding that balance of, you know, like, hey, yeah, sure, fuck it. I'm going to unplug and just fucking watch old Star Trek The Next Generation yeah. sometimes, which yeah, is great. Not watch any revamp shit. We don't need the same good shit over. Thank you. But but then also there's there's great books out there. I think and, books are good too because it's just kind of like, the, I think the quietness of it of just like kind of yeah. just like kind of seeing another story or reading somebody else's words in a sense and or getting new information. It's yeah. kind of just like, you know, if the book is good enough, it'll transport you to a whole new fucking scenario and time where you feel like you're literally like imagining everything, right? It's enriching. Yeah. So, getting back to that, I'm just so tired, y'all. 
yeah and you know what like well we're we're you're just you're on that path you're on that journey i think i'm on the journey of being like the the one the person who's like listen sundays you can't ask me to do anything on sundays because sundays are going to be for like me just like puttering around sitting at a bench looking at the clouds go by like and then recording cheeky love podcast yeah for the cheeky familia pause pause possibility possible possibility okay yeah you're committed for life every sunday to record this podcast (laughs) and we'll be right back oakley doakley hey guys yes um i'm eating fruit sorry yes georgina is eating some cut up honeydew side note the shit yes no i mean get yours grapefruit great melon we buy two at costco basically every week also there is a a really great podcast called The Honeydew, um, which delivers every episode. It wow. is consistently really good. It's funny. It's heartfelt. It's honest. It's interesting. Great stories. Uh, the host, Ryan Sickler, is, like, so good. Fuck. Yeah, The Honeydew is a great podcast. Um, that is the, yeah, that's a digression. That's an aside. Okay. Um, so this honeydew is good. Yes, like, I like fruit that you can eat like in chunks because then you get, you get your water too. Yes. No. I mean, yeah. Melon. Melon is a very hydrating mm. fruit with low caloric density. Um, still fill, fills you up. It's got you know good healthy amounts of fiber in there. Refreshing. Ooh, very refreshing. So I got a I got an SOS. I got a slap on society. Ooh. Um, and this actually, this wasn't my original one, but then I remembered it uh, when I was talking about the shot creek guy. So the same guy who has silicosis, whose name I will not reveal because of confidentiality. That's right. We professionals, yeah. Yes. Um, Semi. Okay. For the listener, Georgina has just like dumped out chunks of honeydew onto the table and has turned this studio into a pigsty, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So I heard about this a couple weeks ago, and honestly, it, it, I didn't know how to feel because it was one of those things that is like, it, it's, it was one of those things that just really hit me in my sweet spot of dark humor. Mm-hmm. And I was just a little saddened and delighted. Uh, I mean, I think yeah. people who know me probably know I have a dark sense of humor. Um, often, I often do, uh, you know, and so I think a lot of people have a dark sense of humor when they've had to kind of make it through dark times. Mm-hmm. Traumatic um, things, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, jumping back to Shotcrete. So, Shotcrete is, is a, you'd call it a sub-trade. Like, the classic trades would be, like, carpentry, plumbing, electrical. Like, those are kind of the, the big obvious ones. But then there's, like, there's sub-trades that you don't necessarily hear about. Okay. Um, you know, like, you know, installing... Uh, you know, f- fire alarms mm-hmm. or, 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 or like, or shotcrete. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that is, is you're, you're spraying a specific type of concrete onto the walls of an excavation 
and 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 that's what happens bef- like really very early in the building process mm-hmm. uh you have to drill these long metal anchors that are kind of like rebar yeah. but less bendy they're much stronger you drill them into the earth like it's uh imagine like a two inch wide steel bar that is 10 ish feet long that get drilled into the earth Mm -hmm. when you're inside an excavation. So then you can tie special reinforcing metal wire mesh to those and then spray a bunch of concrete over it Mm -hmm. to create a sort of reinforced wall. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh it, it's rough work and uh, but it, and it has to be done uh for i mean I, I look i'm not a construction expert but i believe you essentially would have to do it for every construction site actually no that's not true but they do it for a lot of large residential construction sites probably also commercial yeah um and the, the the guy that that i talked to who's this kind of old school construction guy you know, tells like the first the first day I met him, he said, you know, do you know what the difference between a chickpea and a lentil is? And I said, no. He said, I wouldn't pay $500 for a lentil on my face. So, you know, it's like paying a chick to pee on him, right? Oh. Um, you know, so he's like one of those, like it's, it's that kind of old school construction guy who's like a dying breed. Yeah. You know, Still says some sexist stuff. Yeah. Still says some, on the face of it, racist things. Uh, but has a good heart. And, like, I don't want to be the guy who's defending the racists, because that's not, like, my thing. But also... That's a dying breed. You know, you're talking about a dying breed of construction. <laughs> you're fucking... Okay, look. I'm not... Look. I do not want to walk my comment back. I'm just saying I'm not asking you to. There is look, this isn't this is not what my check-in is about. <laughs> I'm not like but you know, there's you know, th- like there's ugh, I've just really stepped in it now. Really happened. No, you're you're right. There are like there are people like there's people who are just making a stupid joke and they don't know any better and, and, and like no you, one's and, getting hurt. They're just you know, like they do a hard job and sometimes you have to tell an inappropriate joke and it. smoke a fucking cigarette. And down a coffee to just make it through the fucking day. Because yeah. you're doing a hard fucking job that most other people are not going to do. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like that, you meet those personalities and you know, like, you, like at first maybe you're kind of turned off, depending on how they approach you. Yeah. But if they kind of are just like, you know, jokey and kind of, yeah, like say kind of things are like, hey, now, you know, you, you, yeah. I mean, you're cool now. We're cool, but you can't say that. Yeah, but but they so they sort of get a pass because you know I'm they're supposed to do that, like working in like they're working in a different environment where they're maybe not interacting with people as much. They're interacting with yeah. tools and things. That well, are and more... and when they're interact, no, no. I mean, you know, actually, this this like he was on a really, I mean, overall a pretty diverse work crew because there there's a woman mm-hmm. um who who was on the crew, and then also we do have some some immigrants as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I don't need to say their names, but we speak Spanish, right? Like, and that's kind of like a fun part of my day is is practicing my Spanish with with some of the immigrant workers, yeah. you know, and they get a kick out of it, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, speaking of female shotcrete workers, this guy was telling me how he used to work with 
uh, a woman who and, and she passed away on the job uh, because of heat exhaustion yeah. uh, and, and, and overworking and working too much. And that's and, you know, not to jump back to my check in, but like, can you imagine someone literally dying on the job just because they didn't drink enough water like in Canada? Yeah. Right. Like on a hot day. But, but water is available. Like it has to be available. Yeah, but people, pe- people can work too hard. And if when you have the the combination of someone working too hard, wanting to make money, and not having enough of of that safety warning mm-hmm. and and education, it can be fatal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this worker did pass away. And and when the guy was telling me this story, which like, which will get funny, I promise. Um, he told me this thing that I guess like some shot Crete crews do when a shot Crete person passes away, they'll get cremated and they shoot some of their ashes into a wall. Yeah. Like of a construction site. Yeah. So like there's some buildings like, I got people's spirits. Up <laughs> so there's haunted yes. parkades. Let's fucking look out for the ghost on Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That probably makes so much fucking sense. Because I bet you that's why so many people have weird vibes about parkades because it's all these fucking souls in the wall. I don't. Oh my god! Look at you getting all fucking. Fucking burning candles and tarot, fucking tarot cards. I don't shit. like. Look, I don't. I don't know. That how could wide. be true though, because I feel like some parkades, like no, like depending on how they're built and like lighting and all of that, depending on how comfortable you are. Sometimes you go in and you're just like, something feels off here. Someone has died. Like you know, like it doesn't feel. It feels off. If you get a vibe, you feel energy. Well, I mean, look. Human. I mean, yeah, but also, I mean, I, I think there's just an element of feeling a little bit like there's danger. You're creeped out if yeah. you're. I mean, especially if you're a woman. Or, or just a paranoid person, you're in like a dark parkade and you don't see any people around, you know, that, that, you know, that would give anyone the willies, right? You little flickery light, you know, little yeah, dark from corner. Yeah, fucking soul in the wall who's like, this is my house over here. Right, but but then, but then so, and, and, and then I was like, whoa, bro, that's crazy. And he's like, oh yeah, like a third of the ashes went to her fucking dad, a third of her ashes went to her fucking sister, and then we got our bit. And like, and we gave her the fucking shot Crete send off. And I was just like, I, I'm so, I was, I was so happy to be learning about this. Like, this is the shit that just makes me so, it's so interesting. It's so specific. It's such like, oh God, can you imagine like people need to be studying this? Like this is, this is like modern anthropology. Like, this is a new type of burial ritual, like in a very specific, like sub trade of construction. You know, I think some people might look at that like, what about these are crazy savages, but I, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's personal, you know? And, um, and the guy was saying, he's like, oh yeah, we did the same thing for my father-in-law. Like, and he, and, and I, like, that was the, he was my boss on my first shot Creek crew. And I was just like, this is like, this is great. Like, this is amazing. Stories I mean, he's never told. They need to be told. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I just, I wonder how much it happens. I wonder. And like, I just getting to be there, you know, like, yeah. And, 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 you know, there, there's all, there's all these different things that we do with ashes, right? Like, you know, scatter them in the ocean, 
put some in a blunt, um, shoot it into a wall. Like what? Like why? Imagine like all the different ways, all the different stuff we just do with ashes to to celebrate the people that are gone or try we to could, remember I think them. You could send them to the moon or some shit too if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know. It's like the thing, the thing that caught me is like, I like, I is like, would you, would it be better to do that? Like when you were like, if you're like building your home, like, would you want to do that? Like in a wall or in the foundation? Mm. Um, and it's just Mix like, it up in the fucking concrete. Yeah. So it's all over the walls. I don't know. Like, and I mean, initially that was like a slap on society because like, it's kind of just this ludicrous thing. Oh my god! You put ashes in paint and you paint the walls, and then yeah. Yeah, and now we're putting blood in sneakers. Um, I mean, what putting ashes in paint isn't crazy. It just gives you texture. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, how do you like? Wh what's your impression of this painting? I see dead people. No, or I could be like, oh, this room has a nice vibe to it. Oh yeah, you know my. My grandma's ashes is in the That's plate. too far. Like maybe, maybe, maybe we our ashes do just belong in a parkade wall. You know, <laughs> I think the I think the wall of a home would be nice touch if you could. That's weird. Like I, you know what? Have if a that, nice textured wall with their ashes, and then you have a really cool painting to like that reminds you of them or commemorates them. Your ashes in a portrait of you. Is that too much? That is too much. Also, you can make someone's ashes like into a diamond, can't yeah. you? Yeah, that's weird. Oh my god, there is like okay, this is a bit this is a sidetrack, but like there is there is a whole small industry of like little keepsakes for someone who's lost someone. Yeah. And it totally takes advantage of people who are grieving who like yeah. six months later would have been like, nah, I wish I didn't spend like three hundred dollars on that thing. Yeah. Like case in point, I've got a silver ring with my dad's Do you have two rings? Well, yes, I. The, the, there's there's the one ring that fits on my pinky that was my dad's. Uh -huh. He never wore it. Uh -huh. um, I still have it. And then there's the ring with his fingerprint on it yeah. and an engraving yes. on the inside. Yeah. Silver ring. I paid six hundred dollars for it. Yeah. That is way too much. No! I would I would be happy just with a silver ring with the engraving. I didn't need the gimmick of his fingerprint. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it was a waste of money. I just wish I had the no, money. No, but I think, you know what, if you're grieving and you, you have, think of something or you see something that really reminds you of the person or brings up like a good memory or yeah. whatever, then like do it. Like, and I think especially if it's like a jewelry item, like I think jewelry is almost kind of nice because if you keep it, you can keep passing that down and it's yes. kind of nice in that way where like, you know, you hear people talking about, oh, this is my grandparents, you know, wedding ring or whatever the fuck. It's like. Those are the kind of things like we have to keep passing those things down because we need those stories still, right? A wedding ring, I think, is a very different thing. No, I know, That's but even but but even just like someone passing and like you get like you know they had a piece of jewelry and you incorporate that jewelry into like a newer piece or you melt yeah. down the metal to make something else or you yeah. take the stones out of it and yeah. do whatever. It's right. like you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I mean, it's not. Like, I guess, I guess I initially it was a, a slap on society because that was like, that's kind of, that's a weird thing that you can judge. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I, you know, you know me, I, I got a judgy streak to me mm -hmm. and I do, I, I think I'm successfully striving to change that and yeah. change my perspective and try to come from more of a place of like understanding and empathy mm -hmm. and being interested in something that might seem 
like it's not my way. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's also more entertaining on a podcast just to be like a judgy prick, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, shooting ashes into a wall. What's the like? What other things? Like that's the thing. Is like, is there is there anything what? else in construction where that happens? I don't know. Like maybe longshoremen it, lost at sea. Okay. Yeah. 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 But it, but the thing is like. I think longshoremen just work the docks. Maybe they put you in a fucking plank in the dock. Well, it would have to be concrete or dirt, like yeah. bury me. Yeah. But then, I mean, there's, yeah, like maybe if you like, if you work road crew, like would your ashes just be put in asphalt to be like driven over on the highway forever? Mm. Anyway, that's my SOS. Um, did you happen to have one this week? No, I don't have one. You guys can get a spring break because uh, this time. Yeah, I don't really have one this week. I haven't really like noticed anything that really like has like jumped out at me necessarily. Um, my topic will probably be a slap as a whole. So that's why I figured I would just kind of true that, true that, true that. Take the slap on society on, on vacation for a minute. Okay. For the listener, like we got Georgina a more comfortable chair and her energies like really dipped. My energy is dipped really like, you know, I think today's a day where I'm going to need a nap. I don't often take naps, but I feel like this is a day. It's a nap where, day. And it's funny because it's nice and sunny out and I'm looking outside and I'm like, oh, it's so nice. But I'm like, this is a day where I'm like, give me an hour in bed with like natural light and let me just take a nap. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that will be coming after the podcast. Gonna but... need a siesta. Oh, siesta. Necesitas una fiesta. I love a siesta, listen. Mi novia. Siesta, then you get up, then you shower, and you get all fresh, and then you have dinner, and then you relax, and then you enjoy your evening. Yeah, no doubt. I need to restructure my Sundays. Let me fucking write that down. Yes. Taking, isn't that a band? Whatever. Okay. Um, Okay, babes. Yeah. We'll be right back. Oh, okay. I didn't like. I didn't like press stop, <laughs> stop recording quick enough. So you're gonna say we'll be right back again. We'll be right back. Okay. I mean, that was that. Like that seemed kind of forced. Okay. Like just imagine you're saying it to like your best friend. I never say that though. We'll be right back. Who'll be right back? Okay. Imagine <laughs> you and me. Uh, we're at a party. The pandemic's over. And we're like, I'm we're with mid- a friend and I'm going to say, oh, we'll be right back. Right. Because we're, we're at, we're at their house. It's, uh, it's, it's Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Okay. And then, and I'm like, Hey, let's go have sex in their bathroom. And now you're about to tell your friend whose bathroom we're going to defile that we'll be right back. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's your inspiration. Now say it. We'll be right back. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Um, so we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah. Let's start with you. Mine's going to be short and sweet because I'm tired. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm tired. And this actually made me laugh because one of my favorite podcasts, The Read, yep. they had spoken about it in their past episode. So, and it just, at the time, it just was just like, I just died when I heard about it. So, and I just like, just because the way just they described it and everything. So Justin Bieber has dreads. Cool. Um, have you seen this picture? Or Negative. Have, no? Okay, let's show you. So, 
Um, let me just show you here so you can. See. That wasn't like in my news feed. I mean, I think they, I think they knew that that wasn't really going to grab me per se. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's had drugs before, which you know, in 2016. But the one on the a right side of you in the pink is the more current photo. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, that I mean, like those aren't even those aren't even legit dreads. Those are like, I mean, he he, he looks, just looks dirty, and I'm well, sorry, he, and he but looks white like an Australian surfer bum. But like, uh, like I'm sorry, I, I sound like I mean, I'm not an asshole, but like, white people can't pull off dreads without dreads without looking dirty. They just can't, and it's totally. just like it's really it's like he's a he's a millionaire. It's like it's really hard to pull off dreads without like black people can pull off dreads because like our hair naturally, depending on the texture, whatever you have, can you know look nice. For white people, it's just, look, you just look dirty. I mean, uh, yes, often it will just make you look like a dirty hippie. But now the thing is like dreads, you know, you know, what's weird is <sighs> in, in, in my opinion, which is not a fact, yeah. but in my opinion now. Okay, well, that's a better picture. Okay, cool. Now, like dreads are almost like a low key, strange sign of like, a person who's kind of denying their privilege in a way. And like, I, I'm not trying to sound like a social justice warrior, but mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, I'm so like comfortable that I need to like, like I need to find a, I need to kind of like express some way of like me being cool and not just like a boring, well-off person. I don't really know. I mean, I haven't put a lot of thought into this, but mm. you know, it's just like when someone's like, oh, this white person with dreads is just like, oh, like this person who like secretly has like rich parents who are going to like bail them out of anything with money, but like they want to look like they're kind of cool and kind of like urban or, or earthy or whatever the fuck. And it's just like, like a lot. He like, has dreads as if he doesn't understand that people have like dreads, like, he doesn't like it's my question is like, do you even know the history of dreads? Okay, you I know personally what? don't. Right. Me neither. And that's where I was gonna I was gonna push back because like, yes, black people kind of own dreadlocks, but they officially don't. Well, no, no they officially do, but they kind of don't. Yeah. Like they're they're like, look, there's just dirty, grimy cultures throughout the ages whose hair just like knotted up or matted up yeah. because they didn't have soap or combs. You know, yeah, and, or they were just basically like given absolutely nothing, and they had like, to make do with whatever. Yes, but like, but dreads in pop culture are a black thing, and it's like, and it's a similar argument with with hoop earrings, and like this is a this this might touch a nerve with you, um, and and plenty of black women, and for good reason, but also like black people didn't invent gold jewelry, they didn't no. they didn't invent dreadlocks dreadlocks, but but it is a it is a big pronounced part of their culture and their aesthetic mm -hmm. and i understand how people adopting that in this day and age because historical context does matter i think also too it has to do with your hair type too like if your hair is naturally like white people for example a lot of white people have finer straighter hair your hair won't really like unless you really yeah. fucking try and like basically. It's like yeah, lap I, that I spent a thousand dollars to make my hair look like I'm fucking yeah. homeless. Yeah, like, like it's like unless you basically like drench yourself in oils and butters and don't wash your hair for fucking months. Yeah. 
then yeah, maybe you might get to dry lock, but like also too, like it's easier for people with curly hair textures because yeah. it's just, that's the hair texture. Yeah. So it just naturally forms together. Yeah. Much like black people's hair when you can see like how some, you know, black people, they can shape their hair into crazy different ways because and they can stay like that because of just the hair texture that they right. have. So, I mean, I don't really have beef with Justin Bieber either way. He's just rich and over there. I don't care. Well, whatever, don't, like, the, dreads, the dreads don't like look that good. They don't even look like They're dreads. never going to look good no, because they, they, they look just, like, he just looks dirty. He just yeah. looks like somebody who literally is going to walk into like any old convenience store with flip flops with his unwashed ass feet. Yeah. You know, talking about like, let me get this and this and there's a stench and like, I don't know, like it's just... You know, it's like, I feel like he's trying to go for that. I think he's trying to come for Jay-Z a little bit. I think he's trying to come for no. a little bit in a sense of like, even like the like the hairstyle itself. I can't think of many people oh, in current, photo. of current pop culture who currently have like Basquiat style dreads. Uh-huh. Is Basquiat still alive? No. Okay. Ugh. But, um... Yeah, like I'm just thinking. I'm like, dreads are fine. Like dreads are like, like they're not like specifically like nice, like longer dreads that you know you see people have and men have, and they pull them back and whatever the fuck, you know that's normal. But I think it's just more like the Basquiat kind of like sticky outy, like all over the fucking place because I'm artistic and yeah, you know, like I don't give a fuck and you know I'm too creative for that shit. Yeah. And it's like Justin, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the pretending. Like we don't, we don't like. Uh, he's just, too, and then like he had like a, and then the thing is, they like on the episode that I was listening to, the podcast three, they were talking, like they mentioned also, like, you know, he came out with a song that was like basically like reggae inspired. No, it was like an MLK. It had like MLK in it, but it was basically like a song. sample to speech. Yeah, but it was also a song about him like being in love with his wife. So it's like, how does that have? To, what does that have yeah. to do with See, anything? Like you're just putting shit in to like be like. I'm about it. Like, it's again, yeah. it reminds me of the last episode of just being like, it's like saying girl to someone you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. You can't, like, and, no, but, but you know what? You're like, that, like, I, I agree with you there, where, you know, it's, uh, people just want to, people want to pick and choose without understanding maybe some of the the background and the history of like what led up to that fun little thing they're choosing to like spice up their stupid boring life it kind of just reminds me like miley cyrus it's like you know once it's like once she had her you know once she had her you know like pop moment or whatever and then she was like you know let me go hood and then when she was done with the hood she went right back to country so it's just like Okay, Justin. She went hood? Well, like, no, she went more like R&B kind of like well, now rap-ish, you okay. know, with, with, you know. See, that I, that I can. I but can... it's just a matter of, like, what's hot, right? It's a matter of, like, what's yes. what's hot right now. But it's, like, again, it's, like, it's commodifying things and being like, well, okay, well, this is hot right now. I'm going to jump in the boat right now. Are you going to continue to stay in that boat? Or are you going to jump off when... Another deal comes up that's bigger that's saying, listen, you gotta leave that shit you gotta leave that shit alone. Yes. Okay, no, no. See that th that's true. But then also our uh, artists might have a bit like, look, if you're going to if you're gonna try to get into a different style of music and you're a musician, 
that I mean that's a chance you can take as mm-hmm. an artist exploring their medium. Yeah. And then it's up to the consumers kind of to decide of course. whether they like it. It's also up to the consumers to decide whether they like they like the music and whether it's appropriate. Yeah. Um yeah, and it you know what? It's like black culture is the cool culture. And 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 people people pick and choose little things from black culture to yeah. like to try to be cool, to try to have a cool image when and you know what actually it's so weird because I was just And then listening. they don't know anything really about it because he's even admitted like online like I, I was never taught black culture about black, yeah. you know, black people in like school. And everyone's like, oh, so they know black people in Canada. And it's like. Oh, yeah, he's Canadian. No, but he's from Ontario. The East Coast is where there are some black people. So he already, he shot himself in the fucking foot with that then. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Like, I mean, neither did I really. Yeah. Like we didn't we, we weren't taught about slavery. We weren't taught about the Underground Railroad. You know, yeah, that's true. And you know, we should, but but, but, but he, then also like he, we were we weren't taught about the Haitian Revolution. We weren't taught about apartheid. We weren't taught about the Armenian genocide. Yeah. We were like maybe they touched on the Holocaust. Like that's kind of the weird thing is there's two like in the for the ugh, for the sake of sheltering children of 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 just horrendous horrendous things. We can end up sheltering them from everything. <laughs> well, sheltering them from history, of course. You know, and then and you know, even I was I was hearing something about the Salem witch trial, and like maybe that, like I think maybe kind of the the more popular thing that maybe we were taught about when it comes to just like atrocities that were like a huge mistake mm-hmm. is maybe like the the Spanish Inquisition and the Salem witch trial. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where, you know, yeah, like people were tortured to death, like for no good reason. Mm -hmm. Right. And and that, that's happened all throughout history. It's terrible. And it's happening like a little less now, but still happening, still happening right now. Um, and, and, but it's, it's kind of like, how do we, how do we address that? So then it's to give people more context about some of these some of these tiny elements from a culture with a history that has had to fight so hard to have their own pride, identity, yeah. you know, ability to flourish. And and you don't just get to fucking, yeah. well, I mean, the thing is, look, it's a free country. There's no law against having dreads, yeah. right? But it's just, it's just, again, it's just more like, okay, like, here we go. Like, it's just another, like, celebrity being like, Trying to basically pull something off, and like, oh, like I'm, I'm cool, I'm with it, and it's like, go away. But then also the thing is, if no one cared, what if nobody talked about it and just and just treated it? Hold on, and just treated it like another random hairstyle, and almost took that power and that attention away. Because also, the more attention you give to something, the more you feed something. And I, well, yeah, and I think the more more the you know readings and things I've seen online have been more like, oh, people are accusing him or having the conversation of is it a cultural appropriation if he has dreads or what he calls dreads, which you know whatever. And I you know I think about it, I'm just like, okay, like. In my mind, I'm like, there had to have been somebody in his vicinity who could have been like, no, this isn't going to look good. Like, regardless of being black, white, whatever, it's like, it's just not. Right. But, you know, people, 
oh god this like like it's like listen like it's like if you're my friend and you're famous and you yeah. want to go do some wild shit that like some wild look or whatever i'll be like i will be the first to tell you regardless of if you're famous or not i'll right. be like yo i don't know about that yeah like i don't even, not because of a cultural appropriation not because of anything like that it's just like i don't think it's gonna look good right okay no no, no you're right but then also see like i didn't even like i didn't i'm not trying to talk about this for a long time but you know in the same way that an artist regardless of their uh cultural background if they're in one genre of music mm -hmm. and they want to explore something else mm -hmm. like lil nas x mm -hmm. doing country whatever it's as an artist it's their that I think that option is open to try and fail, try and succeed, mm -hmm. try and 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 whatever, and 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 see what the consequences are. You might you might have a hit record, and you you might get laughed into obscurity. Mm -hmm. But then also now with social media, anyone famous is now a public figure. Any public figure is now part of of social media and the photos. And kind of now every anyone who's like Instagram famous on Instagram is kind of a model because you're just part of the deal is you're just in photos. Mm. Right. And so now now you're this weird de facto model, especially someone as famous as Justin Bieber. He probably legitimately is a print model for like, you know, all he has to do is put on a fucking watch and they pay him fucking 10 million dollars. You know, George Clooney. Johnny Depp, they're like they're 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 beyond actors mm -hmm. now. They're like I'm fucking on a billboard for some cologne in China, and they gave me fifty million dollars. So now everyone's kind of a model in that sense. Yeah. So now, ooh, I'm a model. I'm part of the visual medium. My body's the canvas. My face is the canvas. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just playing. I'm I'm playing. I'm trying out different shades, different textures, different colors. Everything now is being taken apart and chopped up and recombined and ignoring the historical context and it's not sitting well with everybody but also that's kind of where we're at yeah and like and i don't give a shit about the dreads but i think i think what you're talking about is kind of an interesting part of a bigger discussion of like at what point do we stop dissecting and 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 cutting apart and then collaging together, like what, what, where do we draw the line? Well, I mean, you know what, I, from my perspective and all, like, I mean, he can do whatever he wants. I don't even, I don't really fuck with Justin Bieber. He's, he's, you know, he makes a couple songs where I'm like, all right, cool. But like, nah, um, I thought about when I saw this, I thought about how the Grammys just passed and how also Oscars. Yeah, also Oscars, but the Grammys passed and how I guess it he came out like he did something on Twitter or Instagram. He was super pissed that his album was wasn't put as an R and B album. It should have been put as a pop album. But then everyone was like, a lot of people, a lot of critics, not everybody, but a lot of critics and people who listened to the whole album were like, that was a fucking pop album. Like yeah. you just wanna like now you just wanna be an R and B artist. Like, okay. Yeah. No. Um, so in my mind I'm like, oh, that's an interesting chain of events. First, you're pissed that you're not nominated. You're nominated in general, which is great. So shut up. But you're not nominated for a R and B album. You're nominated as pop because you want to now be seen as R and B. Yeah. Now you're getting dreads. Like it's almost kind of like, yeah. what's next? Well, no, what's and, next? and see, what's the next puzzle piece that you figure will get you closer to that? Like, yeah, you know, you're right. And so that's like, there there are limitations. Sure, you you want dreads? Hey, 
go to the salon, pay someone. Hey, you want to make an R&B song, an R&B record? Oh, you're a musician. You can make it. Pay for the studio time. Like pe- people will buy it. You can sell it. But Ugh. that doesn't make you an R&B artist. No. You know? And I mean, I mean, I would say don't complain about that. But again, but you know what? Like sometimes people, okay, sometimes some people don't hear the word no enough. Yeah. And and I think of that statement every time a rich and famous person does something stupid or bad. Mm-hmm. You know, every time... I hear about, a, you know, uh, a star, an actor, an athlete catching some sexual misconduct conduct case. Yeah. The first thing is they're like, it is their responsibility to mm-hmm. not commit a crime and violate someone's rights and, and boundaries, of course. But then also we, we feed into a culture where the rules don't seem to apply as as much or as harshly or as swiftly to people who have more uh, power, influence, or talent than the average person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these people who are catching cases, if they were just some Division Two athlete back in their hometown and not a fucking Laker, I don't think they would be catching those cases. But yeah. it's because you're a fucking millionaire. You get driven around an Escalade. Everybody's kissing your ass. Everybody's throwing money at you. Everyone's trying to sleep with you. How come this one person doesn't want to sleep with me? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, no doesn't mean no for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People, like people get get drunk and and misguided with like on weird power trips. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I, you tell Jess. I'm a ranty guy. You tell Jess. I'm a ranty, preachy son of a bitch. Also, I mean, I would have crushed it as a preacher crushed it as a minister yeah i i believe in values and principles i i can talk a lot of shit yeah i'm decent at public speaking i mean people might catch the holy ghost or something like it you know catch the shakes indeed indeed um okay so we we, we uh my my thing i want to talk about is uh it, it, it could be it could be a, a chunk it it could be it could mm-hmm. it could take a bit of time so I'm I may need a little uh, lavatory uh, break and we'll be right back. For the listener, <laughs> for the listener, yeah. uh, Georgina it has made a nail mask. Yes. Um, so you might hear some like dripping. Yeah. Um, we have a, we have a home, home salon. Yes. Um, right. Yeah. And the nail for, uh, please, what, what's the recipe for your nail mask? Um, it is baking, baking soda and lemon juice with a bit of water. And okay. that'll help with any discoloration in your nails that you have. Or if you, for example, like for me, if you touch certain things and you get things stuck underneath your nails that are dark in color or pigment, you know, basically it helps your nails kind of go back to a nice pink, natural kind of color, especially yeah, if you have staining. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. What was that, the listener? I mean, Do you for, want to tell the listener what that was? For the listener, you, the microphone may have picked up my fart. We will uh, see in post-production. Okay. Mm. Um, so, we, we've had multiple conversations about a topic mm-hmm. uh, recently. Uh, well, I mean... Uh, a little, a little while ago, but and then a lot more recently. Yes. 
Uh, and we have been entertaining the concept mm-hmm. of not living in Vancouver. Yes. Our home. For now. For now, where we reside. Yes, where we reside, where the money resides. Where we reside currently, uh, where our jobs are, where our apartment is, where the people we know are, mostly, where we grew up. Um, we are townies, as you said the other night. Yeah, we're hardcore townies. And that stuck with me for a minute, and I was like, okay, cool. So I guess I'm leaving. Well, I mean, look, no, there's nothing wrong with being a townie, and like I am, like I, I am a dyed in the wool Vancouverite town. Yeah, you almost. I remember when we first met. You're like, I want to live on the west side. I'm like, oh yeah. So you have a million dollars? Oh, multiple. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I used to think, like, oh no, I don't even want to leave the west side. Yeah. Which, which uh, is. Which is delusional. The West Side is beautiful mm-hmm. um, and quiet yeah. and lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. But what, you know, I think a, a big thing that we were talking about is is wanting to have like a yard mm-hmm. um, and like a porch mm-hmm. and and like an actual house, which which again, mm-hmm. that that is that's that's. That is kind of an entitled, privileged, totally. you know, attitude. Totally. Um, but you know, when you're, you know, at, at whatever age that you're thinking about owning a home, um, and and looking at you know starting a family, mm-hmm. and looking at you know what living space does that happen in Mm -hmm. you you look at the options you look at your budget you and you look at your market Mm -hmm. um and it's just you know you could you know for you could buy like a a nice one bedroom one bathroom condo in vancouver or a house in some of these smaller towns further away from Vancouver, but still in British Columbia. Up and coming. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there are, you know, the further away you go, the more prices are are more reasonable, but then also there's just other factors to consider. Yeah. Like like the job market, mm-hmm. um, the the weather, mm-hmm. um, and how how isolated you want to be, yeah. how how much of an urban center you want to be there, mm-hmm. what kind of medical resources you need, what kind of childcare you need, what are the crime rates? I mean, I mean, it's it, I don't think there's any town in BC that's like the south side of Chicago, you mm-hmm. know, where you might just catch a stray bullet. Uh, but you never know. You never know. Shit happens. Um, and well, actually, but then also thinking about that, wild animals. Yeah. You know, the closer you live to the wilderness, the Greater chance there is that you might get a wildcat. Cougar, some yeah. shit, yeah. Um, and and you know, this, you know, we've talked about this for hours, mm-hmm. and I th- I think maybe the, the beginning, the starting point of, of this just concept is like when we do maybe go visit friends who live on the Sunshine Coast or take a, a little trip to the island, mm-hmm. whether it's for work or for pleasure. And we see, you know, in these areas where it's less densely populated, there's a there's an easier pace of life. You know, it it doesn't seem as economically pressed, and uh, it's attractive. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's interesting because, like, you know, 
in the last couple of days I've thought about like, like what, like what, what do you think just kind of like by default, mm-hmm. what, what our parents probably wanted mm-hmm. for us? I mean, whether, I mean, you could ask your mom, I can't ask my parents, mm-hmm. but what I can imagine a good parent would want for their uh, child mm-hmm. is to have a good life and maybe a little bit better than what they had. Yes. Um, and, uh, and and that's great. But then also I think there's there's plenty of people who just even want the same quality of life that they had. Like, yeah. you know, they, we, we don't need to, it doesn't need to level up every generation. That's not really realistic. And that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily make you any happier. Yeah. Just the, the good memories and the joys. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and just the options and the freedom, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I think I, I really believe everybody, I, I would like everybody to have as much opportunity and ability to, be as healthy and free um, and and comfortable and stable and loved as possible. Yeah. And I I am assuming our parents would also want that for us. Yeah. You know, and and as it stands in Vancouver, if part of that mm-hmm. vision is having a home with a lot of space, uh, and and being somewhere where it's just a little bit more more like community there's a bit more of a community feel Mm -hmm. that that those concepts kind of are attracting me to trying out leaving vancouver okay um and like I, this isn't like a totally fully thought out thing but but you know i i guess what i what i'm trying to get at is what what would the generation after us like how would that compare to how we grew up and what options we have and how I much have a shot in hell here you will if have... prices keep going the way it is and the shit keeps going the way it is they won't have a chance in hell to like and the thing is we most people in our generation barely have a shot of owning anything in this city because yeah. it is quite expensive yeah and if you go farther out then sure yeah but if you have the benefit of going farther out first yeah. Then you can kind of start to, you know, you can obviously kind of be, it's like being at the beginning of when Vancouver first got busy. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like what's the, you know, and, and you know, you know, what's funny is like, it's, it's this kind of thinking that has proliferated the gentrification of like nice, smaller cities. Yeah. Because like, we're going to, you know, we, so we leave Vancouver and we've, we've been considering Vancouver Island, mm-hmm. which is like a, a, a huge landmass with various towns and uh, and ha- and has the city of Victoria, mm-hmm. and our capital, right? Good for you. I'm not a geography guy, <laughs> and you um, want to move. <laughs> love it. The only geography I need to know is my fucking property. <laughs> um, the uh, can't wait to move to the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not moving to the wilderness, uh, or who knows? Who knows? Um, <laughs> but but yeah, you know. Bef- I mean, you know what, to, to be honest, even before the pandemic, I had some ants in my pants about leaving Vancouver Yeah. because, you know, some friends got uh, a great, a great first home house with a yard for around 600K. And even, I mean, even, even that, you know, it's still quite, a, it's still quite high, but also too, like 
to compared get a whole, to a lot of other places in Canada, like you could you could buy a mansion for six hundred k. Totally, and I think that's where it's like even looking at like people like as we've grown up here and seeing like housing markets crash and fall and people move and change yeah. location. Even looking from like my own family experience, it's like my mom bought that house and it was probably I don't even think it was hundred grand when she bought it. Yeah. But like she sold it for over a million, so it's just kind of. I mean, of we like, don't need to like put that business out in the street. Necessarily. No, like, but the thing is, she lives in Burnaby, borderline yeah. twenty minutes from Vancouver. Everyone yeah. knows houses. Everyone yeah. knows housing prices. If you own a whole house, well, not mean, a part of a house, not yeah. you know, and it's it's not like a, a, a what I mean, she doesn't live there anymore. It's not her house anymore. But right. you know, at the time, it was like you know, I remember when I was a kid walking around my neighborhood, thinking like, oh, like these are kind of nice homes. And like, I've been inside of some of these homes because some of my friends from school, they lived in these homes and yeah. they seem like pretty nice, like average family homes, like, yeah. you know, four or five bedroom, couple bathrooms, you have a basement that sometimes you either maybe have renovated or rent out to like the college students who go up to SFU or BCIT because it's on the roots. Yeah. And like, you know, Burnaby at the time, like it was developing and, but it still had, it's like, it still had, it's like kind of like, had some charm. Small kind of area charm to it. And then now it's just developing and getting bigger where you have the SkyTrain, you have Brentwood yeah. and different places that are getting more high end. They're trying it's to go condo from, towers. they're trying to become more high end. They're trying to yeah. appeal to more of the Yale town look, the more yeah. of the Cole Harbor look, you know? Yeah. So now everything's gone up and it's just kind of like, for someone like me growing up here, it's like, I made peace with the fact that like, I will never be able to own a home here unless I fucking hit the lottery or kind of just like crazy. Own a detached house. Sorry, own a detached house. There is a difference. There's a difference. Wherever you live is a home. Exactly. Home is where you make it. But um, I will never own a detached house in Vancouver proper, like where I grew up, like North Burnaby, like 20 minutes to downtown, essentially. Like I will never own a home there unless I win the lottery or get some crazy inheritance because it's like, it's also too- Look, or, or- have a great idea that makes you a lot of money yeah and, or you and, or you and, buy and, it and you have the intentions of you know renovating putting all the money into it and then splitting half the house and renting out yeah. the basement to pay for the mortgage or yeah. whatever which is what a lot of people do but it's but also then, again like the cost you pay to live close to the city i think that's where now the essential the need to be close to downtown vancouver is so low like i yeah. don't even go downtown anymore i couldn't yeah. tell you like i literally last time i went downtown was just to drive through to get somewhere else like yeah. i don't there's nothing downtown that like causes me a need to be like, oh, I need to stay close to the city. Yeah, and I mean, you know, for me, like, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't need much. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I like to think I can be Simple kind man. of, I can be, I, you know, and I, I'm borderline ascetic. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be confused with Hasidic, ha 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 ha. Um, but. The really the things like when when I when I look at you know what what do I value? It's not it's not so much like material things, mm-hmm. and again also some of the richest and most successful people I know are the most fucked. Yeah. Um, what I value is 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 health. It's love. It's strong relationships. Uh, you know, maybe knowledge, wisdom, uh, freedom. I think having the also like. Like now that we, I mean, obviously like pandemic kind of shot us into this, but looking around, like even like looking on, around our place right now, I'm like, we have a pretty nice place. I think yeah. we've decorated it and made it really feel like a good home. For oh, it's us. legit. And all it's, our, all our friends say like, we, we've got a great apartment. Yeah. We've got like a pretty good size apartment, but then again, we're like, maxing it out. We're maxing it out. And that's where I'm kind of starting to realize like, you know what, maybe moving farther out, like 
like I still want like I'll still like no matter where you go, you'll create your home. It doesn't have to necessarily be a detached house. It could be a townhouse. It could be a three bedroom, two bedroom. It could be whatever. But it's just more about like you want like certain things you want that you just can't really have in the city. Yeah. And especially like here, it's like oh you want you want outdoor space. Cool, you're paying extra for a patio that's yeah. probably like could fit two people. Or like you're paying extra for you know like outdoor space, whereas like the farther out you go, they have more space, so yeah. it's not going to be you know. I, I think I think no matter where like where you are in life, um, whether it's age or socioeconomically, you do whether it's kind of overtly or subconsciously, you take a look at like what can I what can I get for what I have? Yeah, and and you know a big uh, you know and this is it's become more clear because of the pandemic and some harsh times, a, a big, uh, something that influences how I live mm-hmm. is I, I believe in trying to do more with less. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we, you know, if you're from Vancouver, you know, you, you can probably ballpark what your budget is going to get you in Vancouver mm-hmm. and it's not going to be a ton of space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if there is another geographic location, that is a five six hour journey away mm-hmm. we, 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 and and you know and that's including ferries and stuff that's quite the geographical boundary but you can you know that can be like a detached house that is the place you live mm-hmm. uh you could easily live for for the next 15 years yeah or even just finding a place like thinking about like oh like you could move to like the island for like let's just say 10 years and then say like oh you know it's getting too hot in this spot right now yeah. like it didn't make it or let's dip out farther and yeah. then you go farther and then you find or, yeah you know, farther or or maybe you know same distance from vancouver but but you know on the mainland but i think it's just like also to the, the attachment to vancouver like there really isn't for me personally there's no attachment to vancouver like yes i have my friends and stuff but also to like a lot of my friends have left the city yeah. and have up and traveled and I've never faulted them for that. I never felt like, I, yeah, like I miss them, but also to like, you know, a phone call, a Zoom, whatever the yeah. fuck, you make it work, they can come visit, whatever. And yeah, people visit the island. That's the thing is like the island isn't Jupiter. Yeah, it's not like across the world where it's like, holy fuck, yeah. I gotta take six weeks off Or I mean, or... whether it's the island, the valley, the Okanagan, like yeah. these are all places that are three to five hours away yeah. from Vancouver. Yeah, and you can plan ahead to get there and yeah. stuff. and. And then we we could be the people that have the space where a friend can come and visit and they don't have to pay for a hotel or an Airbnb. Yeah. You know? And also, again, if we have this idea, other people have this idea. Yeah. And I'm not saying our friends are going to follow us because that's, like, that's foolish. Yeah. But there may be a friend of a friend. Like, that's the thing is, like, even, let's say we go out there and then we just, we text some of our friends and be like, hey, like... Do you know anyone who lives within an hour of here? And they might be like, oh, yeah, you know, one of my old coworkers, they're good people. Hey, you know, maybe like try to set up a fucking coffee. And then all of a sudden, maybe you're having a barbecue. Maybe you're making new friends. Now, I am like the reason I'm like, I'm such a like we're, we're both townies because like we're the townies who didn't leave our I mean, look, calling Vancouver our hometown makes it sound like we're fucking like the children of but miners and we're not but it is like, true though in a way because we know our way around the city like easily yeah like, i mean no like, we're, we're city we're, we're city mice yeah but we're also townies yeah and we're the ones who didn't leave yeah. you know we didn't go to some cool university after high school like we we stuck around 
we 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 lived at home we worked you know we 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 did we did do some specific schooling that helped us get better jobs Mm -hmm. you know we stayed a little bit closer to our parents Mm -hmm. and 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 you know some of my best friends are also guys who who are from here who i grew up with Mm -hmm. you know like the the amount the amount of joy that I get from from my close friends and my family and my family friends who live here is mm-hmm. is immeasurable. It's it's uncomparable. It's it's not replaceable. Mm-hmm. But also, things change. Yeah, and I think also too, like the just because you move doesn't mean the love leaves too. Like no. it's kind of just like in my mind, I'm like, okay, like I've had friends that have moved and gone away, and like, yeah, it sucks. I can't see you all the time. But also, too, I don't see you all the time, anyways. Even if you were closer, yeah. So that's where I'm kind of like, and you know, pe- people people have people. You know, life goes on. People yeah. people get new jobs. People have kids. They have less spare time. Mm-hmm. And but 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 the thing is, with it, see, time is something I value a lot, mm-hmm. and I think you know that, and probably our listeners too. And even and the thing is, is like having having some extra space. I think it actually give us back a bit of our time in some ways. Mm-hmm. You know. And I, it's, I, I can't necessarily exactly articulate that at this moment, but just having, you know, I think in a, I think in some ways, at least in my mind, having, having extra space, having enough space or mm-hmm. more than enough can buy you a bit more time in some ways and even save you some money in the long run. Well, of course, but also too, it's about like what you value. Like I think there are people who are like, well, I value going out. I value being a part of like, you know, community in a sense of like, I like to go to bars. I like to party. I like to do that. I like to do this. And then there's some people who are like more like us who are like, come over and just drink or like come over and just like hang out or like, you know, we'll go for like a cool hike or do that or this. And it's kind of like things. It's more about the people, not the setting. Not this. Yeah. It's more about the people and not the setting, but also to like, what can you do that you can't do in other places? And I think especially now, like with the pandemic and having so many restrictions on different things, it's like, I don't really need to stay here to be restricted when I could just be out there with probably feeling like less restricted because I have more space because I have more ability to do you know, kind of things where like I now you have the anxiety of the city being like, oh my God, there's so many people at this park. I want to yeah. stop at this park, but now it's too busy. So now I have to yeah. go somewhere else or. Yeah. Know. And then, and then also, you know, like, you know, me, I'm a fucking, I, I, I love, I love like a post-apocalyptic movie. You yeah. know, sometimes I like, I indulge in paranoia. Yeah. Um, I bring on the purge. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love that shit. And I don't know why necessarily. But, you know, I, in a way I'm starting to feel like for maybe a couple different reasons in a couple different ways, it could be a little bit safer being in a less densely populated area. Yeah. I mean, obviously the pandemic is going on. That's, that's a little bit more direct, Mm -hmm. but also, I don't know, you know, it could be, you know, would I feel this way if I just like, didn't look at the news ever? No, Mm -hmm. but there is kind of a feeling, and maybe it's just because of clickbait news, that there's a bit more chaos in the world. Yeah, I think we're all more, all more kind of aware, especially as life kind of goes Violence. on, and especially as technology evolves, good and bad, and positive and negative. It's like we start to realize, like, 
you need a break from the world, even if you're not really feeling like you're as a part of it as you think you are in the grand scheme of things, because just seeing the, you know, news updates and the Twitter and the Instagram and this, even if you're not doing it every day, all day, just doing it maybe once or twice a day is enough to be like making you feel somewhat drained and yeah. somewhat kind of out of touch in a way. And maybe the reason why you can't feel like you can be in touch or feel like your thoughts are all jambled and, you know, fucking just going 16 miles an hour is because you don't feel like you have the space because when you look around, all you see is densely populated places and yeah. people and things and noises and this and that. And you really just need some quiet, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot more people as we get older, I mean, we're not even that old, but I think as we get older, like as you mature, as you mature, you start to like, kind of think like, I don't fucking need all this. Like, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't you ever get me wrong. Do I miss those nights being in a crowded bar dancing and some, there's a bunch of people that are different that are dancing and they're sweaty and you're at a bar and you're drinking, you're having a great time and you're with your friends and it's a good night out. Of course, do I miss that? Of course, everyone fucking does. Hello. But then again, it's like, I'm not going to like not, I'm not going to deny another type of side, another side of myself that does like to just be outdoors and be in complete silence in the middle yeah. of a fucking park or be by a lake and hear nothing but the water and or feel, feel the peace or you know just have a weekend where you know what, i'm just gonna go get like fresh groceries or i'm gonna go get fresh farmer whatever make a really bomb dinner tonight and just kind of have like a really slow calm chill day yeah. you know and not feel rushed and i think that's where i think my feelings for moving and leaving the city in a sense is kind of like i feel like i've been rushed this whole time i've been here because mm -hmm. i've been here my whole life and i feel like maybe that's where my mind is kind of like, you feel like you're rushed in a way, but it's not your fault because it's a part, of, it's also, you're a product of your environment and your surroundings. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm kind of, I'm glad you brought that up because I, you know, there's this, there's this false idea that you're kind of like, you've kind of arrived at who you are by some arbitrary time, mm -hmm. but that, you know, I think, I think it takes time to kind of formulate or, or understand really who you are mm -hmm. and, and, and conceptualize some of the more concrete parts of your identity and, and think, and, you know, consider deeply what your values are. You know, some people almost really just never do that necessarily. Yeah. They just kind of, they, they get up, go to work, whatever, make dinner, you know, bullshit on the weekend and they just kind of start it all over. And, and, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not judging those people. We need, we need people to, to keep on keep trucking on. along and, yeah. and going to work and, and keeping the economy going and, and doing their job and supporting society and mm -hmm. paying taxes. That's all very important. But, mm -hmm. you know, wh where, what, what I see value in is being in a situation that does allow you that chance to reflect and think mm -hmm. and reconsider and re-examine. We don't have to be married to our ideas, our lifestyles, mm -hmm. our political parties, our religions. It's, We're allowed to change. Yeah, we, we are allowed to change, but but we also need to have those conditions. Mm -hmm. And and those are those look different for different people. Yeah. You know, some people leave their, their little fucking dusty town and move to the city mm -hmm. to find out who they are, what they love, what's important, what's their purpose. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, like I I think for us having 
that that breathing room, that different setting where there would we would be making and we both never lived anywhere else. I think that's yeah. a big part of it. Because if it's different when it's like you're someone who's moved around a lot and then your partner's someone who's never been anywhere before. Yeah. It's like it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, we, we haven't moved around a lot. We haven't traveled a ton. And yeah. you know, would, would we feel this way if we had fucking taken a year to travel the world? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. But also, too, I think maybe if we take a year, yeah, like if we take a year to travel the world, we probably wouldn't be so like, like, oh, let's just think about, like, moving somewhere else. You'd be like, oh, let's just do it. Because yeah. I think a lot of people who do travel that I have met in my lifetime are a lot more kind of free about where they are because they don't really hold on to, like, necessary things unless they find a place where they're like, listen, this is where I want to stop and this is where I want to create my life. Yeah. But a lot of times it's like, I just explored. It seemed like a nice place, but it wasn't for me yet. Yeah. and But you know what's so funny is Vancouver, where we are, is a place where so many people from other places choose to call home. I know. But but again, something something I... They don't even know they sell, what they're selling themselves for. Because also, too, like, where are the people who grew up here and remember the good old days when... It, the good old days. Remember when, like, shit wasn't crazy expensive. Yeah. Now it's a bit more, but also, too, like, there's no guarantee it's going to go back. It might get worse. And people who are coming to this country thinking it's so great now, they don't know. They don't. They haven't seen what we saw happen. Well, okay. When you, the, there's a difference between this country and this city. There's yeah. a huge difference. Sorry, this, and, sun, you know, this is a city. Sorry, Canada, yeah. Canada. Great country. Uh, I will say it is the best country in the world. I'd say it's and one I of the truly best. Believe that. In it. Yeah. And sure. look, this, this is a belief. This is an opinion. Mm. This is not a fact. I'm not an expert. But... I believe Canada is the best country in the world. I believe British Columbia is the best province in this country. Again, look, yeah. I'm a fucking townie, so what do I know? Yeah. And Vancouver could very well be the best city in this province yeah. in, in many ways. Yeah. Look, Vancouver has been in the top three best cities in the world for, for multiple years. Yeah. And so, you know, that you means know something. like literally, literally being born here. Is a privilege. It, we've already won the lottery. Yeah. Quite honestly, we've already won the lottery. You know yeah. what? Look, like we've we've got our we've got our problems. We've got things in our history. We've got yeah. our struggles, and and we don't invalidate that. Yeah. But truly, being being born here is like winning the lottery. People would kill for our lives. Yeah. I mean, maybe they wouldn't necessarily kill. If you're a good person, you wouldn't kill for someone else's life. But yeah. for for dramatic effect, people would fucking kill for our lives. Yeah. You know what? Like. We're already doing great on a global scale. We're crushing it right now, yeah. but because of who we are, what we experience, what we experience, what we're accustomed to, what how we perceive things right now. This is our perception. This is our perception. We want we want something different, yeah. you know. And and there are people probably across the world who are talking like us right now, thinking I'm going to move to Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's probably people who want to leave Vancouver and move to fucking Texas. You yeah. know, it's and. It, it's all it's up it's up to you it's up to us and mm-hmm. you know we we have an incredible amount of freedom and an economic freedom like we're not poor yeah and i know? think having the the idea of being like okay where do i want to live and i think like that's where it's like okay like if you want to make the jump to say like oh i just want to move into a different city but still the same province that's like i think a good baby step because also too like there are people who do that and then they're like oh my god i love doing that let me just move to another country in five years or let me plan to move to this country in 10 years or whatever the fuck, yeah. you know, to well, kind of give themselves that kind of push of being like, Oh, like this is a different surrounding. I do like this. You know what I mean? And and then, you know, like, again, like the world is changing so quickly. Mm-hmm. We like, we might not have in, in five years, we might not have jobs that are tied to a geographic location. Yeah. So maybe, 
a couple months out of the year, we spend time in another province, another country, yeah. you know, and we can still do our jobs or, 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 or whatever. Or maybe, maybe one of us is working and one of us is going back to school. But, mm-hmm. but again, like us, us living somewhere more affordable, you know, again, we're, we'd be making huge sacrifices, which we can't even really fully imagine what the effects are going to be. Mm-hmm. But also there's a, there's another kind of freedom that would come into play Yeah, where if one of us wanted to go back to school, we could, you know, there's, there's new options that pop up when old options get eliminated. Yeah. Um, we could talk more about this. I don't know if like, should we do a to be continued? Sure. And like bring do. this up next sure, week? Sure, yeah. We, when we do maybe a little bit more research, have a little bit more insight. Yes. Okay. So we'll do we'll do some updates mm-hmm. about the exodus. Um, I guess we will uh, be doing smooches. We'll be right back. We will be right back. Okay. All right. It is time for the smooch. Smooch, smooch, smooch. smooch of the week. Yes. Do, is, is it called smooch of the week? Do we say that? Just a smooch. No, no, no. It was slap of the week, which we don't do anymore. Yeah, we for call this, it. For the sake of keeping our relationship alive. Uh, alive, yeah, together. Mm-hmm. Less threatened. Mm-hmm. So this is just smooch. Mm-hmm. Smooches. What did, I think, you know what? I'm just going to go down to like a weird rabbit hole. This is the smooch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. Okay, you start. Okay. Give me a smooch. My smooch is you have very, very kind, sexy eyes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You have very nice eyes that just like, I don't know, like it's kind of like, there's like comfortableness. That's kind of like, you can just like, like you're like, I like, I feel like you're the kind of person where it's like, you look into your eyes as you're talking. It's like, you're very sincere Uh and like honest and caring, but like. You know, we'll give you like good advice, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a little old timey little punch one too, just to kind of, you know, brighten I'll your shoot day. you straight. Yeah. You know, and I've probably said this on the podcast before, but I, I, I pride myself on the fact that sometimes I'm not the friend you want. I'm the friend you need. Mm. Yeah. I'll tell it like it is. Yeah. Uh, Put you on a fucking self help book in the middle of chapters. Yes, the friend you, the friend you need. Cheeky love. No, that's going to be the name of my self help book. Um, Thank you. I, you know, I'm not a sociopath based on how my eyes look. You don't have any skin sombreros in the basement. Skin sombreros. Yikes. Oh, excuse me. Excuse. I need that nap too. Yes, you do. Okay. All right, give it to me. My smooch for you. Yes. You have you have a wonderful smile. Oh, I do. Thank you. Yes. I mean, you have like you. you, uh, you not not everybody just has like one smile, mm-hmm. but you have like you have a good smile. There's like you know there's there can be there can be like a closed lip smile sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't need to like really get into the minutia, but but like the specific the specific kind of version of your smile that I kind of like the most. Mm-hmm. Is is it's kind of that wide smile where you get like maximum gum. Okay. Yeah, like we. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you got you got some choppers on you. You got, okay. you got beautiful teeth, but then it's like when that upper lip like really really <laughs> raises up top, and you get you get a look at the gums. Okay. You know. It's you that, know she's got healthy fucking healthy fucking perio. Sure. It's like no, it's that full mouth. Mm. It's like your 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 face is blossoming. Yeah. Okay. When, when I see the gums. 
Okay. Uh, you got you. a good gummy smile on you there, girly girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that took a creepy turn. Thank you. Um, Thank yeah. you. You have a beautiful smile, and I love it. Thank you, baby. You're welcome, sweetie pie. Okay. All right. Let's get up out of here. Yes. Uh, that's it for us for this week. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. Yeah. As always, take care of yourselves. Yeah. Take care of each other. Stay freaky. Stay cheeky. Bye-bye now.